Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirsty Call. Together we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams. Kirsty can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit kirstencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Hey, Kirsty. Hey, Kim. Do you know how to sew, like, by hand? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, I used to sew all the Halloween costumes and Easter outfits, including little bow ties for my kids. But now, I almost never sew. I'm just so, so. It's sewing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so impressed. And I'm also so excited for this week's book. <laughs> stitch by Stitch, Elizabeth Hobbs Keckley Sews Her Way to Freedom, written by Connie Schofield Morrison and illustrated by Elizabeth Zunon, tells the remarkable story of a young woman born into slavery, buying her freedom, and becoming the respected dressmaker of Mary Todd Lincoln. I love the refrain in this book, stitch by stitch, and how the entire book is a tapestry of words and stunning illustrations. We're excited to talk with Connie, Elizabeth, and their editor, Grace Macarone. Let's get started. Connie, we're going to start with you. So can you tell us where you got the inspiration for this story? I had a dream, an out-of-body experience some years ago. So I get these periodically throughout my life. And prior to the dream, I had no knowledge of Elizabeth Keckley. Really didn't like history growing up. It was just too dark for me. So history wasn't one of my best subjects. And I'm not even going to lie, I was a Judy Bloom fan. Yay! <laughs> Beverly Clearly. So yes. I did... The Ramona, The Brave, and those sorts of books because the covers were bright and the stories were stories that I could relate to. I did not do, you know, the Harriet Tubman and, you know, like Martin Luther King. However, in ethnic studies, I did learn about the typical, you know, 
people that we learn about in African-American culture. Mm -hmm. So when I had this dream, I was at an event with my family. Elizabeth was the elephant in the room. She had this big bouffant dress on. It really did not match any of the fashion of, you know, my family. And so me being curious because I love fashion, I waited (laughs) for the right opportunity in a dream and she was getting something to eat and I wanted something to drink. And so I, you know, started questioning her about her dress. Was she one of the fashion stylists that was at the event? You know, was her clothes going to be premiered? And she said, I reckon. (laughs) It caught me off guard because that's not something I was accustomed to hearing. And so in the dream, I remember feeling like I thought she was from another country. And so I asked her, you know, are you from here? Are you from Europe? And she responded again, I reckon. Like she lacked humor, but what was funny to me definitely wasn't funny to her. I will laugh, you know, just to kind of keep the momentum going. And she did not. And so she explained to me that she did not know how she appeared at this event, why she was even there. She was trying to figure everything out herself. And so we both realized in a moment that we was at an event that was kind of not real Hmm. in a sense, but it was real, you know? And so I remember, you know, telling my son, come over and I look at her. You you need to look at her fashion because look at this dress, man. It's amazing. And my son is into stitching. So in a dream, he was looking at her stitching and like touching on her sleeves and telling her like, yo, this is dope. Like, (laughs) where'd you get this? How'd you come up with this stitching? It's unique. And so she said she was a slave. She purchased her own freedom. She was best friends with Mary Todd Lincoln. She was invited in the White House as a guest and not a slave. She told me she wrote her own autobiography. For some odd reason, I felt in my spirit it was real, but it didn't make sense. And so when I have these out-of-body experiences, whatever time I wake up, I wake my husband up and I kind of tell him to write things down because when I wake up, Fully, I don't remember a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Woke up, he had already looked her up. My oldest daughter had already looked her up, so they knew she was real. And so maybe three days later, I looked her up and realized this lady is real. This is scary. And so I purchased her book. I read it in a day. I'm still Hmm. reading it because a lot of her life relates to my life and It's almost like she speak a language that I understand. And so once I realized, okay, this is real, analyze the dream. And so I'm like, okay, let me try to figure out why this lady came to me. She did ask me, since I didn't like history, to rewrite her book in a way that I would like to read it. Wow. I love that. Like everything just came together the way Elizabeth in a dream would have wanted it to be. So. I love that. That's so magical and powerful. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Grace, what was it about this story that made you want to acquire it? Many things. I acquired it because it's an inspirational story about a heroic woman, Elizabeth Keckley, a person who all Americans should know. Agreed. Absolutely. <laughs> I acquired it because of Connie's words. I loved how she used the refrain stitch by stitch to underscore the persistence, patience, 
and elegance of Elizabeth Keckley's, Mrs. Keckley's life story. And I acquired it because, uh, like Elizabeth Keckley, my mother is a retired seamstress who worked on couturier dresses. I know firsthand what genius went behind Elizabeth Keckley's work. She designed them and the skill that was required in creating patterns you know, that fit each individual woman, that's very hard to do. Mm -hmm. And in working with the materials and, you know, creating something that was a vision and then became a garment. And it really is art. They are art that are worn. Thank you, Grace. Yes. So Grace, how did you decide or find or land with Elizabeth for the illustrator? This book was a little different (laughs) in that Connie's agent is Laurie Nowicki at Painted Words. And Laurie is also Elizabeth Zunon's agent. And Laurie sent me a sample piece that Liz did, especially for this book. And when I saw it, I realized this is the person. Stop your search. This is mm-hmm. the person. <laughs> it was one sample. It was a portrait of Elizabeth Keckley with beautifully textured fabric with folds in it. That was the process for this particular book. Every book has its own story, I have to mm-hmm. say. Yes. You have your routines, <laughs> but you also do new things for every book. Absolutely. So Elizabeth, does that mean that you had already read the manuscript and you'd already decided you wanted to work on it before it was subbed to Grace? Yeah, I received the manuscript from our agent and I just fell in love with this story. I fell in love with Elizabeth Keckley as a character, as a heroine. And I fell in love with the way that Connie wrote the story, that repeating refrain of stitch by stitch. I really grabbed onto that and thought like, I want to illustrate this book and I want to use stitches. I want to use sewing. I want to use embroidery and thread. So yeah, perfect. the same kinds of materials that Elizabeth Keckley would have used in her time to pretty much tell her story. I wanted to tell her story through her materials. It's magical and it just adds so much depth and interest to the read of the story. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. And just like Connie, I love fashion. So any opportunity that I have to like implement a little bit of style and fashion in my illustrations, I'm all for it. And I love painting. I love collage. I love using flat pieces of patterned and decorative paper. But with every book that I illustrate, I try to bring something unique that is um, really special to that particular story, that particular character. So I thought like fabric, since I love fabric, I collect fabric and ribbon and beads. This would be a great opportunity to dive into my, to my collection of something that I, you know, I like to play with on the side, sewing. I can implement that in my book illustrations. I love that. All of the texture, it's just so well done. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> so beautiful. Thank you. I figured it out as I went along because I've never made anything like this before. <laughs> Everything I usually make for books is flat. Right. So adding some dimensionality was a little bit of a learning process. Yes. Throughout. That's wonderful. That's so cool. Connie, so we love how you've weaved Elizabeth Keckley's words into the manuscript. It's really powerful to hear in her own words. Can you give us a look into your decision for doing that and what your writing process was like for the story? Yes. So the decision was, I have to give it to Grace. It was her expertise (laughs) to know like, okay, 
maybe if we hear her a little bit more, people will truly understand her. And I totally agree. My process to writing a book was Elizabeth Keckley's autobiography. I then went to the Auburn mm-hmm. um, Research Library in Georgia. I live in Georgia, where you can look at artifacts and like pull things up from the census and everything from back in the day. So I did that. So I did a lot of research and I have created a whole <laughs> board of letters that I wrote to Elizabeth and just her words, comments that I would have said if I was in her predicament and just the do's and the don'ts, what I wanted children to know about her and what I really didn't want to go into detail, you know, about her life. Because again, it was back, you know, in some hard times. And so I love to sing and dance and I'm just like a hippity hoppity type of person. (laughs) The stitch by stitch. And I wanted because it's so different from my other books, I wanted to keep the rhythm Mm. of what I had in my books. That's sort of the flow to how I write. It's rhythmic. And so I didn't want it to be dry. I wanted like catchy for kids to kind of remember when they think of Elizabeth Keckley, it's like, oh, stitch by stitch. Mm -hmm. That was, you know, my journey with writing the book. Wonderful. Thank you. That that stitch by stitch refrain is so powerful. It's it's placed perfectly throughout the story, in just the right spaces. So it's, I love it. It's really well done. So Grace, can you give us a look into the editing process for this story? As Connie mentioned, you know, one of the things that I asked her to do was to add more direct quotes because. I've worked on much nonfiction in my career, and I know how much teachers, how much educators really enjoy primary sources. And I do love the way Elizabeth Keckley's voice interplays with Connie's voice. I think that's really nice. As for the sketch stage, you know, I share the sketches with my art director. I think we only had eight comments, you know, and they were pretty basic, like, please leave more room for text. I think we wanted her to add the auctioneer's feet. Usually, I'll go over the text with the author and the art with the illustrator. So I took this major chance, (laughs) and we had a meeting, Elizabeth, Connie, and also Lori, their agent, and the final art, wow. which was spectacular, mm-hmm. and the text together. And that's one of the reasons why this book is so cohesive. Absolutely <laughs> amazing. Well, Elizabeth, it's stunning. Can you give us just a little bit more about the process and how you did all that amazing, intricate work? Yeah, thank you. And I'm so happy with how the book turns out. As an illustrator, it's always nerve-wracking to send your artwork out and then hope that one day, a year later, when the book comes out, you know, the, the artwork reflects, the artwork on the printed page reflects what you created in your studio. So yeah, I really have to tip my cap to everybody behind the scenes that made that happen. Each illustration is one separate painting. Mm-hmm. So I use oil paint to create the faces, the skin tones, some of the painted backgrounds, the floor, the grounds, my usual technique of cut paper collage, cutting out the shapes of maybe windows in the background or a table on the corner or books on the shelf. And then I dove into my fabric collection and tried to figure out how I could represent 
the fullness, the dimensionality of these large skirts, these voluminous hoop skirts that the woman wore in this time. So I did a lot of experimenting with little strips of fabric at my desk, kind of pleating and folding and then trying to figure out how can I how can I attach my pleated folded skirt onto a flat paper background. So I did a lot of experimenting with actually sewing the fabric onto the paper that I had painted wow. the rest of the illustration on. So many of the actual original art illustrations, if you turn them over on the back, you can see all my pinpricks of my needle holes and then also putting tape on top of the needle and thread behind the piece so that nothing falls off. So yeah, I had a lot of fun with just playing around with sewing and pinning fabric and ribbon and doing a little bit of embroidery. That stitch by stitch refrain, as we talked about earlier, really was always in the back of my head as I was creating the art pieces. So every time I knew that there would be an area of text that would have the words stitch by stitch, I wanted to make sure that I represented stitching in the illustrations somehow. Wow. It is so well done. Remarkable. Yeah. So we have one last question for everyone. And we're going to start with you, Grace. When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? I want them to get what they need. You know, every child gets something different from a book. One child might be interested in the history, another in the social emotional aspects, another in the fashion, another in Elizabeth's art, another in the poetry of the words. I just want them to get, as I said, whatever they need. And then on further reading, I'm hoping that they get more and more and more because this is a book you can read again and again and again and get more from. Absolutely. How about you, Elizabeth? I want everybody who reads this book to be inspired by a really creative person that was able to use their skills to make a better life for themselves. And at the end of the day, that's what I try to do. That's what I've been trying to do since I was you know, out of school, using the things that I'm interested in to build a life for myself and sustain a respectable living. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Connie, when someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? When someone reads this book, I want them to feel the beauty in it first. Second, to understand that there's beauty in everything. There's beauty in hardship. There's beauty in scary times. There's beauty in happiness. There's beauty in even being sick of something. And I just want them to capture what the beauty is, not the hardship, not the tragedy, but almost the triumph in what's in this book. And understand that the way the book is written, you know, the final destination is, ooh, this big, pretty dress and this happy life. But it took a very long time to get in some hard situations to get to the beauty, you know, in her life. So I just want them to understand and to read and just apply what beauty is. And it's not always something you physically see. It's something that's, you know, within you. And so she captured what was in her. And hopefully when children read it, the book or adults, they capture the beauty in themselves. And if they did not know what their talent was prior to reading the book, I hope after reading it, it pulls whatever it is, you know, out of them. A big thank you to Connie, Elizabeth, and Grace for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for Stitch by Stitch. 
Check out the show notes to learn more about Connie and Elizabeth and their other fabulous books. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you won't miss an episode. And we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening and happy happy looking. Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.